Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Happy July 5th, 2022. Today is Tuesday. Contrary to what I told you guys this morning in my Monica's morning wake-up call, I said it was Monday. <laughs> so forgive me. It's not Monday. It's Tuesday. But it it's Monday, according to your work week for most of you. So I digress. Oh my goodness. Happy belated 4th of July, Independence Day. Day. What an interesting Independence Day, right? I see stars, whatever that means. Um, I see the famous people, those who have way more glory than sense, um, and really just unnecessary glory on top of that, um, who have decided to boycott Independence Day because they're upset about their skewed view on reproductive rights and what the Supreme Court of the United States decided or what they think they decided, uh, which really, no matter, I've just learned the older you get, you just stop arguing with people who are not interested in listening or learning. People who are in covenant with their own opinion on something, however ignorant their opinion is, um, it's really hard to move them. And so you you can spend a lot of time um, arguing with people, uh, you know, trying to win them over, evangelizing people you know, with the truth of any given situation. And ultimately, people at the beginning and the end of the day believe what they want to. We no longer live in a in an evidence-based society. Mm-mm. We don't. Um, and that spans from everything from elections to, and however minuscule evidence has been, all of us can at least agree on the fact that every election has some level of fraud. Every Secretary of State in the United States of America will attest to that. Every Democrat knows that. They have testified to that fact in Congress, like for upteen years, especially when they lose. So it's it's whether it's on elections or it's, you know, um, statistics. Statistics are so easily manipulated, uh, you know, or any number of things or gender. Biology, biology, evidence no longer matters where biology is concerned. So nothing is safe. Nothing is safe. So for me personally, I find my safety in Psalm 91. And that's where I hang out in the shelter of the most high, because that's the only sanity we have left, particularly in this country. And so, as you know, since yesterday in this horrific shooting 
uh, that took place, which most people assumed we would probably see some level of violence across the country yesterday because people are so um, so heated. The, the barometer of, of this country, the temperature is is on fever pitch. It just is. And so most people have expected more false flags. And, and I hate using that term because there are always victims in false flags. There's always victims. People die. People have been shot, run over, you know, what mutilated, maimed, whatever. There, there's human casualty. There, there's human uh, capital in, involved in this, right? Like there are, there are intended and unintended consequences to every false flag. So I try not to use that as, oh, well, there's just false flags. That's what we expect. Because it is disrespectful to, it's very um, discompassionate. It's, 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 um, it's just not nice whenever it comes to victims who, who are very real victims and people who have lost loved ones just yesterday, right, in this, uh, in this Highland Park shooting. Uh, it's left six people killed, uh, 36 people injured, Fourth uh, of July parade celebration. Uh, this kid, 21 years old, um, you know, who is a Bobby Cremo the third, who we've been told is 22, but he's actually uh, 21. Um, who had some very disturbing social media videos and images. He has been known as a rapper for a number of years, actually since he was a young man. Uh, he dresses kind of like a gamer, Antifa. Um, you know, his his imaging in uh, his messaging through his images are very dark. Um, and, you know, some of his lyrics are like, I sold my soul for for a computer and for a phone. I don't have much longer, right? I'm running out of time. And so when you listen to things like that, the first thing I think of is and then you find out which we all expected uh that he was known to law enforcement cuz we're all stalked on social media. You have to know that. And so if you don't think for 2 seconds that someone wasn't paying attention to this kid, then you live under a rock because someone, if not multiple agencies, bureaus had this kid on a radar, whether or not it was his local police department. I doubt it unless they were working in conjunction with feds. But, but this kid was definitely on someone's radar. And I think he knew that if you listen to those lyrics, my first question was, well, who'd you sell your soul to for a computer and a phone? You know, 21-year-old kid, rapper, disenfranchised, tats, which, you know, so what? A lot of people have tats, but his tattoos were a little interesting. Um, you know, an indicative of, tattoos always tell a story. Some of them are pretty amazing. As for me, I've always kind of wondered, for people who tattoo like their struggles or a really crap moment in their life, I understand I understand how you, why you would do that to look back on that, to never forget, right. That you've actually overcome something. Like I have a friend who who has survived breast cancer a a number of times. And so she's got tattoos uh, regarding that. But I guess, I don't know for me, a, I don't have any tattoos and I don't, and I happen to think some dudes look super hot with them, uh, but I'm not married to tattoos. And so, but the, 
the messaging is something I think you should pay attention to. I mean, law enforcement does whenever it comes to the criminal gang element. You know, when you're talking about MS-13, you're talking about cartels, you're talking about, uh, you know, black gangs. Um, there's a whole language, there's a whole, uh, there's a, there's a dictionary of that. There's, there's a book, there's an epistle on people's bodies that tell you what they're aligned with and what they have sworn allegiance to, uh, the level of depravity to which they will stoop, um, the level of evil that they are in covenant with. All of this is like plastered all over, you know, as signals, uh, to what and to whom someone is, um, sworn to allegiance right? To what level? And so it's really important to pay attention to those things. And so you kind of have to wonder about his parents and I'm not trying to parent shame, but you know what, if we're going to throw the parents under the bus in other circumstances, this is a kid who allegedly still lived at home um, and has been in kind of this dark rap place for a number of years. This didn't just occur. And so, you know, you kind of wonder about mom and dad. Uh, did you not see that your son was a little on the macabre side? Were you not paying attention to his videos on YouTube? Or did you just think, oh, that's just little, you know, not even a junior, but the third. Uh, you know, that's little Cremo just, um, you know, making his way through life, just trying to figure it out. That's his artistic side. Is that what you thought? I don't know. You know, his father has run for office a number of times as a Democrat, um, has run for office a number of times uh, and failed. But, you know, you just kind of have to wonder about parents who are you paying attention to your children? And I can tell you hands down uh, in this day and age, people do not pay attention to their children nearly as much as they should. Technology is their babysitter. We live in this America fantasy of, well, kids can reimagine themselves to be anything they want. And if they were a boy and they want to be a giraffe, then they can do that. Um, you know, it's amazing. And you just reimagine, you know, that you can uh, kill cops in a video and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That'll never affect your psyche. Mm -mm. No, that will never affect your attitude toward authority ever. Can't even see why that would remotely affect your brain as a little person that's still growing, right? Frontal lobe, uh, prefrontal frontal cortex, all of that still, all this stuff still forming. Um, and meanwhile, you know, little Cremo the third is sitting in front of God knows what, uh, you know, looking like a female. Matter of fact, I'm about to play a clip for you uh, from law enforcement that gave an extended uh, breakdown of where they are currently with this investigation and this kid. But, uh, you know, you can only imagine what his days have been spent doing, which a vast majority of your kids spend their days doing. At your discretion as parents. And then you wonder, you know, I think it's amazing that nobody ever holds the gaming industry accountable. You want to take away guns and you want to go after gun owners and the NRA. But as parents, nobody's willing to hold these gaming institutions, uh, these gaming companies and technology companies. I don't ever hear anyone lobbying to hold them accountable for what happens with our kids or to hold parents accountable for allowing your children to sit in front of your television sets for hours at a time. Even five minutes is too long in my humble opinion. Shooting 
and murdering and dismembering and blowing apart and maiming uh, women, children, goats, dogs, law enforcement. You know, what? This is entertainment? So, you know what? We get what we get. Trash in, trash out. For years, when I voted um, on the Grammys voting committee, you know, I'm a Grammy-nominated singer, and for years I voted uh, for the Grammys, and I was a voting member. And I refused to vote for the rap category. And I like Bryson Gray. Uh, and And I like other rappers who are actual storytellers, right? Because I think there is an element to that. And actually, there is a, there's a huge skill set that goes into rap as it's, as it stands from like a, like a creative melodic standpoint is the only way I can define that or describe that. But as it pertains to lyrical content, trashing women, trashing authority, trashing dads, which is really rare, but you know, usually trashing women, unless it's the single mama who raised them. It's strippers, it's hoes, it's bitches, it's this, it's that. It's it's nasty, it's trashy, it's filthy, it's bend over, show the world. Shake it, break it, don't break it, light it on fire, lit it up, bend over, lick it, stick it, whatever. I mean, sorry, don't act like your ears haven't heard it before. Because some of your kids and grandkids are bouncing around to that crap all the time. And you guys are like, well, that's just the young people these days. Okay. Sure. You guys go with that. And this is the America that you get. And I'm not trying to America shame, but it is what it is. You let your kids listen to trash, you're going to get a trashy society. I posted something so vile last night that I'm not even going to show it on this show. You can go find it on my Twitter feed. Uh, But for those of you watching right now in Twitter world and YouTube, uh, I will not even defile your eyes with it. But there is a sitting congresswoman who has done a handstand in the sand in a thong bikini who is twerking upside down. Now, I have enough of a time trying to twerk sober, you know, and and in my own, in the privacy of my own home, um, you know, with clothes on, uh, just as a joke, but much less try to do like a handstand in the sand and work that out. But Sister Girl worked it out and it is unbelievable. It is ghastly. And she's asking for votes in this video. This was on Instagram, and now it's be, it's gone viral. And I'm not going to fat shame her because I know a lot of people have like compared her to Stacey Abrams. Um, you know, I I have had an endocrine issue for a number of years, so I'm not exactly you know Slim Jim over here. So I don't fat shame people, but I'm just going to say spandex should be you know criminal for some people to wear, and thongs are. Just, you know, full-figured has taken on, like, this obese meaning these days in America. Let's be real. Because everything goes. Remember, little Johnny could be your pet giraffe if he reimagines himself to be that way. And he doesn't have to be a girl if he doesn't feel like it. Matter of fact, let's give him hormone blockers just to make sure that, you know, when he makes a decision to be something fun and crazy as a kid, that he can always be messed up. I keep telling you all, you are breeding future mass shooters. With all of this, let's give everybody hormone blockers. <laughs> what planet do we live on? 
It is truly unbelievable. Here's a here's a sitting member of Congress twerking in the sand with her ass hanging out in a thong. Who thinks that that is remotely plausible, uh, uh, honorable, and nobody calls her out for it? People are just aghast. But where where is black leadership? Where are the black leaders, the females of America saying, hey, ho, hey, what? No, that's not what we're doing. Sure, you can have your reproductive rights and it's your body, your choice and all that. But what are we, what are we, what message are we sending right now? And then we're going to shame men because they look at us like we're a bunch of trash. Okay. Anyway, I digress. So let's hop over here. I want to, um, I want to go over here and check out what's happening with, uh, this is Christopher Covelli, the Lake County, uh, major crimes task force director. This is earlier today. uh, Further the investigation and eight investigators. One point I just want to clarify is Robert Cremo III, he's 21. He'll be 22 in September of this year, and he's a resident of Highwood. So throughout the past 24 hours, investigators have spoken with numerous witnesses, some of the survivors. Uh, they've had the opportunity to review numerous video clips, uh, both from cell phone video recordings and fixed cameras in the area, and they've con- uh, conducted a number of other follow-up investigations. And based on where we're at at this point in the investigation, and some of this is still preliminary, so is subject to change as we keep moving forward. But we do believe Cremo pre-planned this attack for several weeks. Uh, He brought a high-powered rifle to this parade. He accessed the roof of a business via a fire escape ladder and began opening fire on the innocent Independence Day celebration goers. The rifle was purchased in Illinois and the information we have thus far is that it appears to have been purchased legally by Cremo. Uh, during the attack, Cremo was dressed in woman's clothing, and investigators do believe he did this to conceal his facial tattoos and his identity and help him during the escape uh, with the other people who were fleeing the chaos. During the attack, we believe that Cremo fired more than 70 rounds from this rifle into the crowd of innocent people. Following the attack, Cremo exited the roof, he dropped his rifle, and he blended in with the crowd, and he escaped. Uh, He walked to his mother's home, who lived in the area, and he blended right in with everybody else as they were running around, almost as he was uh, an innocent spectator as well. He borrowed his mother's vehicle. Uh, We issued an alert yesterday afternoon. Chief Jogman uh, provided the vehicle information and Cremo's information. Uh, We're very thankful that an alert member of the community saw Cremo's vehicle traveling southbound on Route 41, dialed 911, an alert North Chicago police officer spotted the vehicle, waited for additional backup units. Okay, uh, so that again is uh, from Fox News coverage, uh, Christopher Covelli, Lake County Major Crimes Task Force, uh, I would imagine commander. So, uh, you know, so there's that. Right. He, th- there's how the kid was apprehended. He was clearly on somebody's radar. We already know that. That's been stated. Uh, you know, duh. There are some people who believe that uh, there are folks who are on um, mental health drugs. There are kids who are already targeted who are, in fact, lured into becoming uh, assets. Uh, you know, computers and phones and other things that this kid raps about selling his soul for. Uh, so this is not new territory. Um, it's, you know, people make movies about these things and we go, Ooh, oh, that's kind of, hmm. uh, but it happens. 
and there's nothing sexy about it. There's nothing entertaining about it. Um, there are assets that are, I believe, there are assets that are 1,000% deployed into society in order to be the means to um, an eventual end, which involves disarming you. And believe me, I'm not one of these, I am all about God, guns, and Jesus, or whatever Candace Taylor's campaign was, babies, guns, and Jesus. But, you know, not to the extent where I'm like, okay, I got to show all my weapons. I'm not, I'm not this bloviating. I don't feel threatened by, uh, you know, people's incessant need to threaten to come get my weapons. Uh, So, you know, I'm not this over the top. Uh, Second Amendment person, although you will see me, by the way, happy National Bikini Day. Uh, you will see a photo of me on my Twitter feed in my bikini top yesterday. I was a day early uh, with my 2A hat on <laughs> that uh, a friend of mine sent to me recently, uh, which I happened to think was cute because I had a little American flag on the side. And I was like, oh, you know, yeah, here we are, 1776. It's, you know, it's Independence Day. So I'm going to wear my 2A hat. But generally speaking, you know, I'm forever telling you guys, hey, do yourselves a favor. And now you're about to find out why I've been telling you to keep your weapons and your ammo and all that stuff offline. Because honestly, I just feel like th- there's a way to behave as a gun owner. And being this, woohoo, you know, I can own my gun if I want to. If I want to share them all over the place, I'm gonna. Nobody can take it away from me. I'm just like, okay, well, sure. You can be that way if you want, but I, that's just not me. I don't represent the Second Amendment that way. <laughs> so hopefully I never have to represent the Second Amendment in my life. That's my goal. Uh, but I do believe that it is a God-given and God-prescribed right. It is not a man-made right. It is a God-given right to be able to protect my life and the lives of others and my property. And I happen to be my property. As anyone on the left would tell you today, you know, demanding my body, my choice. So unless it comes to vaccinations or guns, right? And you wanting to protect uh, your own autonomy, your sovereignty in your life as you know it. So what I thought was interesting was that literally Mike Cernovich tweeted, we were tweeting around the same time. And I honestly had not paid much attention to anything yesterday other than my kiddie pool um, and a beer and grilling and, you know, just being an American and uh, just hanging out, chilling. And so I wasn't even really aware of what had occurred. And I'll talk to you about how I started my day yesterday in just a minute. And um, so when I saw the tweets roll out about this kid and, you know, at that point he was a person of interest. And so I'm not really, I don't like to rush to indict people on things. Um, you know, sure, two plus two equals four. Uh, but, you know, I was like, mm, let me wait for a few minutes and see what's really, what the story really ends up being. So Mike was tweeting some interesting videos of this kid. So I start looking and perusing. Within seconds, they're gone. His entire social media footprint was erased within minutes gone. No matter where you went to find his social media, YouTube channel, uh, any social media footprint he had was gone. So people started downloading his videos, saving them, capturing them, and then resharing them. And so there were a couple of those that I was, you know, friends were sending me as well, friends in law enforcement. And so, you know, I'm, I'm watching these videos thinking, 
And I appreciated Mike for giving a disclaimer as well, because there are people who get off on those things and they're actually inspired by them. And so the risk you run of retweeting those things or reposting them is, you know, falling into um, inspiring someone. Because there were people who actually liked his videos that are extremely demonically oriented. Uh, So Mike gave a disclaimer about, hey, these are disturbing. And if you have a penchant for the the macabre, uh, you may not want to watch this because, you know, you're not trying to inspire anybody else. So, but I thought it was, you know, very telling his lyrics, um, his drawings, renderings, artwork, uh, his attire, right? Uh, different pictures where he looks like he's kind of trolling Trump events, mocking Trump supporters, um, you know, but again, his own lyrics. A lot of times people tell you everything you need to know. Just just listen. Many times we do that. All of us do that. So just listen long enough. Someone will tell you exactly who they are. Um but I thought it was really telling that his entire online life was gone in minutes. And I thought, interesting. So, and I don't think it's because social media companies are like, oh, we better not have this kid's material because we're going to be held liable. Negative. Because once you understand who actually runs the behind the scenes of your social media companies, you begin to uh, put two and two together. And the story becomes a little bit more macabre. It's really kind of scary whenever you think about it. And so, again, the push is to disarm this country by any means necessary. And it's sad because you you have collateral damage in every single one of these scenarios. Whether it's Las Vegas, it was Orlando, you know, wherever you are. California, um, you know. Uh, Dallas, you know, you have casualties in these instances. You have people's lives that are forever affected by these false flags. And so, you know, I would, I would encourage you to be mindful of your rhetoric online, that there are very real people and victims um, in these circumstances, um, you know, where you may want to be a little bit more conscientious about how you are defending your gun rights. And I get it. The whole point is to get you into this heightened lizard brain so that, you know, you you are so freaked out about protecting what is yours that you uh, just forget all about your humanity. And what I'm suggesting to you is that you can actually do both. Now, um, yesterday, really interesting morning. I sat outside. I really hope this inspires you. I sat outside yesterday of of uh, of my place, and I watched as people were, uh, you know, right there at the starting line of the Atlanta Peachtree Road Race, which is uh, historic. It, it is uh, it, it is a it's a major pastime here in the state. People come from all over the world to run in this. It is the world's largest 10K. Uh, over 39,000 participants, I believe, yesterday. Um, and so it's packed full of people. But, you know, I was something I've wanted to do uh, for a very long time is get out there and be like, hey, good morning. How you guys doing? Want a mimosa? You know, a cup of coffee? Um, and I thought, you know, I don't want to look like the lone idiot out there in my little cheap you know, lawn chair being like, Hey, good morning. Uh, enjoy the race, you know? And so, you know, I'm, 
battling with myself about how stupid am I going to look sitting out here while you guys are actually getting running, you're getting ready to go run. I'm like chilling, (laughs) like have fun. (laughs) But I cannot possibly convey to you what a beautiful hour and a half that was in my life. And I'm going to tell you why. If we understood, and this is one of the reasons why they locked us down, because they understand the power of people being able to come together around a positive common cause. And everyone was so excited about being there. They had all their red, white, and blue. They had crazy costumes. They had fun costumes. They had patriotic socks, bras, bikini bottoms, boxers, you name it. They were all running in it. Um, You know, tutus that were red, white, and blue. You had teams of people. They had, you know, the sloth team. And they're like, we get there when we get there. Uh, You know, that was their slogan. I mean, just priceless. And moms, grandmothers, kids, babies, strollers, uh, gay, straight, black, white, Latino, Asian, didn't matter. Young, old, super old, super young. They were across the board. I'm sure right, left, no one cared. No one cared about any of that. They were there to run their race. And I was telling a dear friend of mine today about this, about running your race, right? Paul admonishes us in in the scriptures to run our race and to run our race with courage and with integrity and tenacity and strength, right? And to reach back, reach over, and help your brother, your sister in the race. Didn't say if they're on the right or the left. Help your brother and sister in Christ run in Christ run that race, right? And so huh, I found I found his admonishment to be totally true and in, in a real life scenario for me yesterday, as there's this one woman who she was kind of like just Miss McCrudgeon. She didn't really want to be there, and she she could she was lost from her group, and it was early. I'll give her that, and she was just not happy about being there, and so she was grumbling right as she walked past me, and she was trying to she was like making excuses for why she didn't really want to be there, and I encouraged her. I was like, "Girl, you haven't even started yet. You better get on the race. You can't quit now. You just got here," and she laughed, and I made her laugh, and she said, "Thank you. I'm so glad you're here." thank you for being out here. And I was like, see there, I had every excuse in the world why I would look stupid sitting out there, why no one would even care why I was out there. And, um, and I was glad I was out there too, because she, and she said, thank you for encouraging me. Thank you for being here to encourage me. And how many other people walked by? Good morning, good morning. I'm so glad you're here. It's so good to see you. You know, thanks for being here. Thanks for encouraging us. And I'm thinking to myself, what a pit stop, right? Like, what a, if I had a bottle of water, I, that's what I would have given out. I hadn't even started running yet or, or walking. But I thought to myself, along the race of our lives, especially as Christians, many of us are dehydrated. We're starving. We're cramping. We are ready. We're like, screw it. I'm done. I don't care. I can't do this anymore. I don't trust Christians. I don't trust the church. I've been wounded. People are stupid. People are hyper-religious or they're totally secular and they're a complete mixture, a bag of tricks and doctrines of devils and all this mess. And it's just too much. 
And so it's easier for me to just run my race by myself. But running your race by yourself is a little less like running a race. To achieve and to attain a crown of glory that always involves a horizontal relationship with people. Because God's creation and God's greatest achievement is you. Do you know that? His greatest achievement is you. And some of you will rail against that. You're like, oh, that's heresy. There's Monica. She's being secular. (laughs) No, I'm not at all. You know how I know that? Because God gave his only begotten son. Not for your dog. Not for your giraffe. Not for your cat. Not for the trees. Not for the oceans. No. He gave his only begotten son for you. That's really hard for people to receive. And it's even harder to receive it and walk it out in community and in fellowship, having a common goal, having a common finish line. And so as Christians, instead of like handing out bottles of water to people who are like tripping over themselves and sin and craziness and confusion and reprobation and all this stuff, we're we're the ones like, hurling stuff at them from the side of the road, sticking our leg out, make sure somebody trips and, you know, scabs themselves up really good. Uh, Just trying to get them out of there. We got the big Sandman hook, you know, remember what they had at the Apollo theater. Um, Great. Loved performing there. Thank you, New York. Um, But the whole, the whole Sandman hook, right? We got the hook, man. We're trying to like get people off the field because they're, they're apostates. (laughs) We think we go, I'm not even inspecting your fruit. I'm just smelling your fruit. I'm like, don't try to inspect my fruit and smell my tree from one day to the next because you could catch me at any given moment in time. And, uh, and I'm, I'm, all of us are always only living on our highest level of ignorance from one moment to the next. Thank you, Dr. Henry Wright, for forever searing that into my brain because that is absolutely true. And the longer you live, the more you will realize that. And hopefully the more mercy and compassion will actually rise to the surface once you realize that we're all only living at our highest level of ignorance on any given day. And some of you hate that I just said that because you're so full of yourselves that you can't even admit your own humanity. So sitting out there on that raceway, in that path, and seeing the smiles And those people just, my heart was about to burst out of my chest with companionship and with, you know, just sisterhood, brotherhood. Like, I'm not even running the race, but I'm just out there cheering you on. And people were in shape. People were out of shape. One person's like with a cane. They were just happy they could walk again. Another person's in a wheelchair, you know, I mean, someone's on a scooter, someone's on roller skates, you know, I mean, people were just there to run their race. And so it did my heart good to be a part of that, this common goal that had nothing to do with politics, didn't have anything to do with guns or abortion. It was just, or our open borders or Ukraine or Hollywood. No, no. People were there to get to a finish line. 
And like I said, some people had trained really hard and they weren't going to let anything get in their way. Other people were there because they just wanted the camaraderie. They wanted the friendship. And so I want to encourage you guys to quit judging each other, especially in the body, about where someone is in their race. And if you see someone who's dying of thirst, you know, don't take your water hose in. Don't take your bottle of water and go sit in your lofty pew and host a sit-in called a prayer meeting for, for Brother Joe. He's stuck in porn. You know, what are you doing? Right? What are you doing? Or, you know, like I have a brother who loves to call things out online. I call him my brother because we're brother and sister in Christ. But he's a black gentleman who loves to call things out about, you know, the disparity in in coverage of um, uh, of things regarding black Americans versus white Americans. And, you know, he called something out last night. And I was so just like, it, the way that it was called out to me was unnecessary because I'm thinking to myself, I'm in media, I'm at your disposal. Why didn't you just DM me and say, hey, man, do you mind? We need some coverage on this. People do that all the time. Monica, can you highlight this? You know, and it just depends on what it is. I don't get in the middle of everybody's cause and fight. I just don't. And so, you know, I use discernment for those things. But this is a kid who's missing, and I don't know who else is. I had not heard about this. So I'm thinking to myself, instead of criticizing and ridiculing and pointing and highlighting these diminishing returns of of our failures as white Americans, as, as media. And I'm thinking, well, fun fact, dude, like media is completely left and so are you. Um, but as Christians, what are we doing? Like, why wouldn't you just reach out to your sister who's in media and say, hey, we need some coverage on this story for this young man? That would have been really easy. And I would have been happy to do it. And I did do it. But it, again, it, it's just, it's living in this headspace of this constant vitriolic nature that that and it is all very satanic it is very intentional it is manufactured and it's manufactured for a reason and it is to watch our demise from the inside out so another thing i did yesterday was i as i'm telling you all to make sure that you're stocking your shelves uh for our coming uh looming uh, holy crap, where did all of our food go? Um, you know, important to remember that everything you see on your shelves right now or in your produce section, in your meat and poultry section, all of that is from last year's crops. <laughs> so um, for those of you who have not been paying attention to feed prices going from 100 bucks to 400 bucks for farmers, um, I think it's important for you to start paying attention to what probably won't be on our shelves next year. So whether you are in the business of creating like vertical hydroponic pods in your uh, garages, very simple to do. Uh, that way you're not at the behest of, uh, or, you know, go local. You've got local people at your local farmer's markets every Saturday morning around the city of Atlanta uh, in different municipalities. You've got local farmer's markets. And these people, this is how they make their living, some of them. That's all they're living. So, you know, go support those guys. But if, if they start drying up, right, then are you capable of feeding your family? And those days, I believe, are coming. And so I took the time to actually take inventory of my own shelves and realized, whoops, <laughs> 
<laughs> I've been I've been telling you guys, make sure you're stocking up and preparing. And because my shelves were crazy, um, it wasn't until I cleaned them out that I went, hmm, well now, uh, I should probably do a little bit of stocking up on some things, right? Uh, because I do believe that the economy is... Um, Speaking of diminishing returns, um, you know, your your stock market uh, and earnings are very important for companies and CEOs and decisions that are being made to pour back into their companies or to lay people off or to no longer spend the amount of money they were spending on R&D. Uh, there are a number of factors that go into our economy. I know people are like, the stock market doesn't determine our economy. Well, but it it does. It does because it is a determining factor in, in not only the psychology of America, I think um, in, it's like the chicken and egg, right? But the psychology of America um, and the world um, at large is what affects our stock market, right? And is our economy completely predicated upon that? No. But as it pertains to commodities, things that you guys, you know, have been paying attention to and you see this whole thing going on, right? Start listening in to some of these spaces on Twitter, especially on Saturday afternoons. There's some great minds that go in and out of these financial rooms. Use your discernment, uh, you know, on who you should pay attention to. But I do want to thank you all for paying attention to me whenever I ask you to go to monicamatthews.com backslash goldco. I have had many listeners uh, heading over to Gold Co to just check out to see, you know, exactly what they have to offer. Uh, you know, it's not like it's not like a Jehovah's Witness tribe is going to show up at your door, uh, you know, complete with tracks and try to convince you to move your hard-earned dollars over into something. Uh, it's as simple as a conversation. But I've been watching this you know, is it men? Is it women? What is the age demographic? Who is moving a portion of their 401k uh, portfolio or their entire portfolio as a shelter, right? Or your savings as a shelter uh, in precious metals. And that's been a little interesting to me. So again, monicamatthews.com backslash gold co. Uh, you can schedule an appointment to just a phone consultation and they'll tell you all about it. You can also receive up to $10,000 of uh, free silver with your transfer of your uh, respective portfolios. But th- to me, those are people who are forward thinking. You're not hysterical. You're not panicked you're not frantic but you are thinking you know someone said to me well we're moving into digital currency and you know we're going to move into this other space and and so you know what difference does it make what are you going to do with gold and silver i'm like well what are you going to do with a dollar that doesn't mean a hill of beans when the dollar is no longer the reserve for the world what are you going to do i mean there's a reason putin has gone back to gold So for me, I'm like, well, even if you're acquiring digital assets, you're going to have to have some kind of a currency (laughs) with which to purchase the new currency, unless you're going to like give your kidney or your firstborn, you know, I don't know, but there's a transaction that occurs whenever it comes to acquiring currencies, right? (laughs) To acquiring anything. And so to purchase one currency, you're going to have to have another currency to, with which to do that. So for me, I'm like, all right, well, gold and silver to me just makes sense. So there you go. MonicaMatthews.com backslash gold co. Speaking of currencies, I want to leave you with this. Um, I talked about this a little bit this morning. You're in your morning wake up with me, which is something new that I'm doing in the mornings. Um, 
but your wake up call with Monica Matthews. But I was thinking about, you know, the current season. This is something I've talked about for a number of weeks. Probably going to dive a little bit deeper into this. But the currency, the economy of God, right? The economy of God is always about hope. Why? Because he's the God of hope. So while you're watching all of this unfold with yet more fatalities, more division, more strife, more accusation, false accusation, you know, false accusations are really hurtful to a society. Uh, the Bible says that the wound, the, the wounds of a talebearer, a liar, uh, go down deep into the innermost parts and wound. Think about that. Whenever you lie on someone, you lie on their character whether it's a body of people or an individual, you're causing wounds. And so think about the malignancies going on around this country right now. People accusing others falsely of malfeasance, of, of, of malpractice, of, of criminal activity where there wasn't any. And they know there wasn't any criminal activity. But they are politically incentivized to go through with certain accusations and um, investigations um, because they have they have aligned with this um, malignancy to the point of becoming um, involved in a covenant with it. When when you have become aligned with something, even especially a lie. And in, in, you know, it's a lie deep down, you know, it's a lie, but you've become intertwined with it to the point where your name is wrapped up in it. Your reputation is wrapped up in it. Your ability to politically advance is wrapped up in it. Your, um, you know, your, your ability to gain monetarily and to profit is wrapped up in it. It's really hard to break free from that, but you can. You can, you can choose to stop right where you are and turn. And you can seek God's mercy in that. And you can move in an entirely different direction and have your life restored and restore the lives of others that you know for a fact have not done anything wrong other than um, express an aversion to your particular partisanship. And the God of hope would instruct us to believe that above all else, he is the strategy. Hope is the strategy. And that currency that you exchange in God's economy has generational implications. The, the ROI on that is generational. It's not just political. It's not just now. It's not that you get to be a heroine or a hero now. There are spiritual implications to people following falsehoods and uh, perpetuating them. There are spiritual implications to that. Now, some people want to criminalize others for um, what they perceive as being, um, you know, people misleading others. I always, I always like to make the distinction between disinformation and misinformation, right? I have made a commitment to you as my audience that I would not lead you in disinformation because that's not who I am. That's not my heart. I'm not a liar. I might misinform you because I've missed something 
and because I had misinformation. But I'm not going to disinform you because that is deceptive. And I'm not a deceptive person. So hope. Hope is a strategy. Don't ever let anyone tell you differently. And I know that for a fact because the word says that we serve the God of hope. All right. Until next time. I love you guys. Have a great night. You can sign up for my newsletters at monicamatthews.com. Every morning in your inbox will be a wake-up call with Monica Matthews. Talk about what's important for the day, a little inspiration, a little reminder about the good things in life. There are a lot of great things about life. Look around. Look in the eyes of your children. Pay attention to your children. Till tomorrow, be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one. I guess you got what you came for